Hi, Tarek Nafi reporting live from TCT 2018 in sunny San Diego. And we're joined here today by Dr. Olger Thiel to discuss the SolveTavi trial. Uh, welcome, Dr. Thiel. Uh, thank you for joining us today. So um, the SolveTavi trial, a two by two factorial randomized trial, uh, the first randomization for two different uh, valves, the uh, balloon expandable valve and the self-expandable valve, and the second randomization for an anesthesia strategy. So uh, tell us a little bit about the trial and... Uh, yeah. yeah. So as you already mentioned, so this was a two by two factorial design. So we tried to answer two questions in one trial, um, which um, I personally like because um, to do one trial you can answer two questions. So the first answer we tried to, um, or the first question we tried to answer was um, looking for balloon expandable versus uh, self-expandable third generation valve. So this is was Sapiens 3 versus um, Cobalt Evolute R. And for this trial we altogether randomized 447 patients. Um, to either Sapiens 3 or the Cobalt, and our trial was powered and the design of the trial was an equivalence trial. So we were looking for equivalence of both valves, and this is exactly what we have seen. So for our primary study endpoint consisting of all-cause death, um, paravalvular leakage, pacemaker implantation rate, and stroke, which was uh, where the composites of this um, combined clinical endpoint, we saw equivalence. Um, so the event rates for this composite endpoint were similar between both treatment strategies between both valves. Okay, and did you look at the components of the primary endpoint there? Did you see any signals there? Yes, this were secondary endpoints um, to look for the individual components of this combi combined clinical endpoint. So, first of all, what I personally found interesting is that the overall mortality was low. Yeah? So, the mortality was roughly um, slightly over 2%. And this is interesting to see at 30 days because this was a, still a high-risk population. So, the overall STS score was 7.6, so which is um, intermediate too high. Um, so with respect to this, having such a high risk population, um, it turned out that we really had a low mortality. Um, and this was for sure equivalent between both treatment groups. With respect to pacemaker implantation, this was not equivalent. There was a uh, slightly 3% uh, higher pacemaker implantation rate in the core valve Evolute R. Um, in comparison to the Sapiens 3. However, also in Sapiens 3, 18% of the patients needed a, a permanent pacemaker, whereas um, roughly 22% of the patients with the self-expandable valve needed a pacemaker. So this was not equivalent. Um, however, this is a secondary study, and that's the reason why we have to interpret these results with some caution. And also with respect to stroke, this was equivalent, but we also tested for superiority. And there were more strokes with the balloon expandable valve in comparison to the self-expanding valve. So this was a little bit more than 4% um, event rate with strokes for the Sapiens 3, and um, a little bit less than 1% with the Cobalt Evolute R. Okay. Now, uh, what about the second randomization to the anesthesia strategy? What did you... Uh uh, can talk to us a little bit about that and yeah. what you found. So, for this strategy, we used a different endpoint 
um, because um, we believe that with general anesthesia there may be some other risk. That's the reason why we, for this endpoint, we had um, all-cause mortality, stroke, MI, or myocardial infarction, and also antibiotics requiring um, uh, infection requiring antibiotics, and in addition acute kidney injury. Yeah, this is both this um, com composite endpoint for for the anesthesia strategy, and for the anesthesia strategy, we found really similar outcomes between general anesthesia versus local anesthesia with conscious sedation. And this was also statistically significant for um, um, equivalence. And looking for the individual components of this um, composite endpoint, all individual components were equivalent um, between both treatment strategies. Okay, and uh, what do you think this will, how do you think this will impact uh, clinical practice? Yeah, so if you ask me, so with respect to the WOLF strategy, I personally believe that for the majority of patients, nowadays it doesn't play a big role which WOLF you are currently taking. So um, both WOLFs are very good. Um, so from the technical development over time, um, nowadays these WOLFs are very, very good. And so you don't have to take too much care really uh, in which patients you need which WOLF. So maybe there's some anatomical special situations where you may prefer one wolf over the other. However, in clinical practice, for the majority of patients, there's no really no big deal with respect to the selection of the wolf. Now, what about that uh, stroke signal? I know the study was not powered for that, but uh, were there prior studies that showed something similar? Yes, yeah, so when you look for, at least for the Sentinel trials, uh, we're looking for how much um, debris or thrombi they found. Interestingly, this was lower in patients getting the balloon expandable valve in comparison to the um, self-expandable valve. However, in the choice one trial, which was also a randomized comparison between a balloon expandable versus a, a self-expandable valve, however, it was a first generation of the valves, um, there was also a signal or there was also a higher um, stroke rate with the balloon expandable valve. It's interesting, um, as you mentioned, this was not powerful, this was not, nevertheless, this is something we will have to look into further detail. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on uh, conducting a very interesting trial thank and uh, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for watching live from TCT 2018 in San Diego. Thank you.